the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the third season of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. We're so glad that you're here. This season of the podcast features weekly interviews with professional singers of all genres and backgrounds, in addition to featuring experts who provide support services for singers. Join us each week for great information to move your career forward. Keep in touch with us via social media. We want to hear from you. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm thrilled that you're here today, and I'm even more thrilled that I have a wonderful guest with me today. Um, This woman happens to be my voice student. She's my friend. I'm friends with her mom, and I just couldn't be more proud of her accomplishments. She has recently won the Miss Indiana pageant. What a thrill. What an exciting thing. And in addition to that, she has recently graduated from college and is now a nurse. So she has had a lot going on this spring and summer, and we're just going to chat with her now. So I want to welcome Sydney Bridges to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Hi, Sydney. How are you? Good. I am doing so well. How are you doing? I am great. I am great. I cannot tell you how proud I am of you and how excited I am for you. You just are doing wonderful, wonderful things. So tell us, let's go back to your early life. Uh-huh. I know that you have several siblings. So let's yes. talk a little bit about that. How did you get involved with music? How did you get involved with the pageant uh, process? I mean, just so many interesting things. So let's let's start there. Tell us about your family. Um, so I come from, so I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Born in Chicago, Illinois. Um, so, but we moved when we were about two to Fort Wayne, or when I was about two to Fort Wayne. Um, and I come from a single mom, and I'm the youngest of three kids. And so it was like, it was a lot of craziness growing up because me and my siblings are very involved in everything from sports to dance to singing. So we kind of just ran around like a, like chickens with our heads cut off growing up. Um, but my experience with music started when I was eight and I joined the Voices of Unity Youth Choir. Um, and I took part, um, in this world traveling gold medal winning choir wow. from the age of eight to, to 19 years old. 
So I had a lot of experience with singing, a lot of experience with traveling. We traveled to China, we traveled to Europe, we traveled to New York City. We did the World Choir Games in China and in Cincinnati. Um, so I had a lot of ex I have a lot of experience competing, um, singing. Uh, we did a lot of soulful singing, so we never were on like the classical side of music, mm -hmm. but more so on the the soulful choral side of music. Um, but I also grew up in dance. I grew up dancing at the Shikri Style Academy of Dance. <laughs> so I loved the stage. Yeah. I was very acclimated to the stage. I loved being on stage, which is kind of where we introduced pageantry. Uh, at the age of nine, I heard of the Miss Huntertown pageant. And this is like a local, like really small town thing that only uh, students on the northwest side of Fort Wayne really took part in. Mm -hmm. um, so I did the Miss Huntertown pageant and I loved it. I had no clue what I was doing, but I knew that I loved it. Um, and I kind of got hooked from there. I did Miss Fort Wayne's preteen. Mm -hmm. I did Miss Doolin's preteen and I won that at the age of 12. And then I took a break for about five years, just solely focused on volleyball and came back to pageantry at the age of 17. And the rest is history. So I was Miss Fort Wayne 2020, um, Miss Banks of the Wabash 2020, 2022, and then Miss Fort Wayne again for 2023. And now I'm Miss Indiana. Absolutely fantastic story. You know, it's it's so interesting when you talk about having started with pageantry at a young age. And uh -huh. I think that's so true of the women that go on to be very successful uh, in pageantry, that they do start at a young age. You know, I, I interviewed Erica Dunlap, who was Miss America in 2004, and yes. she said exactly the same thing, that she had started at a very young age, decided she loved it, and just worked to get good at that. So it's it's fantastic. So how did you decide that you wanted to be a nurse? That's a great question. So um, in middle school, actually, we had something called careers class mm -hmm. um, and I had to take it in the seventh grade. So I was about 13 um, and we had to do a project over what we wanted to be when we were older. We had to create this PowerPoint presentation. It was like a four week long project. And I remember all the kids knew what they wanted to be. I had a friend that wanted to be an anesthesiologist. I had another friend that wanted to be a doctor, another friend that wanted to be a professional soccer player. Um, and I just felt like I didn't know. I had no clue. I didn't know how all my peers knew what they wanted to be at such a young age. So my teacher actually picked nursing for me. Oh my gosh. I was like, she's like, how about you do your presentation over nursing? And I was like, uh, all I know about nursing is that that's later that comes into my um, room before my doctor comes in at my <laughs> pediatric appointments. Um, so I did this presentation for about four weeks over nursing, created this PowerPoint, learned so much about what they do, about how they help people. And I just knew I wanted to be a helper. Mm -hmm. I loved helping people. I loved volunteering for things. I loved being a, um, an aide to anyone who needed it. And I kind of learned that that's what nurses did. On top of that, I loved the show Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, and they like, they use all this medical jargon that I heard on the show that I love. So... I got hooked at the age of 13, not because, and I always say not because I necessarily chose it, but because I had a teacher who saw something in me mm -hmm. and gave me this career to do my project on. And I was hooked. So from the age of 13 on, I knew I wanted to be a nurse and I knew I wanted to be a pediatric nurse. That is so wonderful. You know, teachers are so important. 
your teacher yeah. introduced you and exposed you to something that you found that you loved. You know, it's, it's wonderful. Teachers are just, you know, hats off, kudos to teachers because so uh -huh. much wonderful stuff goes on at the hands of, of teachers. Absolutely. So you graduated recently from nursing school. Tell yes. us about where you went, what that experience was like and what you're doing now. I graduated from Huntington University, so it's a very small college in a very small town in Indiana. It's in Huntington, Indiana, um, and I went in as pre-nursing, and I actually entered the nursing program my junior year of college. That's wonderful. And what I can say about nursing school is that it's difficult, right? Like, there is <laughs> yeah. a lot to track of. There is yeah. a lot of assignments to do. There's early clinical hours. Um, so nursing school is challenging, but nursing school is, is honestly one of the most rewarding things I've done mm -hmm. because in April, when you get the pin, we have our pinning ceremony, you get your nursing pin, um, you shake your professor's hands and the very next day we have graduation. And so it's kind of like this long journey, this long two year journey that sometimes filled with tears, lots of laughs, confusion, mm -hmm. lots of late nights, <laughs> you get rewarded for it with your bachelor's of science and nursing degree and your nursing pen. Um, so nursing school was difficult, but it was really rewarding. I learned so much, but what I can say is now that I'm actually in the field of nursing, it's kind of like people say, you're never prepared, prepared to be a parent until you're a parent, or you're never prepared to be married until you're married. I always say you're never prepared, you're never prepared to be a nurse until you are a nurse. So yeah. nursing school teaches you the foundations, teaches you the basics, mm -hmm. helps you understand what rapport looks like with people, helps you understand therapeutic communication, helps you understand the very basics. Mm -hmm. And then you get out into the career field and you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I didn't learn any of this. I did not learn any of this. Um, and it's not that my nursing school didn't do a good job. They actually did an amazing sure. job. We had a 100% pass rate mm -hmm. on our um, NCLEX, which is our nursing certification exam. So everyone in my class had a first time pass rate. So That's they're wonderful. amazing, yeah. but nothing prepares you. <laughs> nothing prepares you to actually be working in the field, but. That's yeah. also been a very rewarding experience yeah, thus far. I'm, I'm sure that that's true. And I think that that's true for most things. When you go uh -huh. to school to study something, you're learning the theory of what it is that you're planning to do. And then you get out of school and you get that practical experience, which is, you know, coupled with the theory makes you a good whatever it is. And in your case, a good nurse. You know, it's uh -huh. fantastic. It's fantastic. So tell us yeah. where you're what you're doing now, where you're working. I think this is so cool. Yeah, um, so Miss Indiana was in June. So here's how my summer kind of went, actually. So I graduated in April, took my NCLEX in May, won Miss Indiana in June, and then I moved to Indianapolis in July. And I moved to Indianapolis because I am now working as a pediatric nurse at Riley Hospital for Children. Um, I am in my fifth week, and my orientation is eight, week, well, eight weeks long, so I'm still in orientation, still working with my preceptor. But yeah, I work at Riley Hospital for Children, um, which has been a dream of mine for, I can't even tell you how many years, probably since I was 13. Um, and it's been on every resume I ever submitted. It's, I talked about it in every pageant interview I've done. So to be actively living that dream and be actively helping children every single day is a dream come true. But um, if again is a very challenging experience i'm learning so many new things yes but i know that like every new lesson i learn is something that i'm going to take with me on my career for the rest of for the rest of it 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's absolutely fantastic. I am just so excited for you. So many wonderful things have happened for you in such a short period of time. (laughs) So many things. Yeah, it's fantastic. So now tell us what your journey that you've been able to see thus far uh, of being Miss Indiana looks like. What, What kind of things are you doing in that role? Miss Indiana has, I got asked the other day, has the job been anything like like I expected it to be? And yes and no, Um, because I always knew that this was a job and this was something that I was going to commit 365 days to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we all, especially from the outside looking, can kind of have this fantasized view of Miss Indiana. Like she has this pretty crown and sash. She's (laughs) going to Miss America and she gets to wear fancy dresses. But what people don't necessarily see is the planning, Mm -hmm. the scheduling, um, making sure that I am not only spending time with my community service initiative, the power of mentoring, but making sure that I am being intentional with who I give my time to and where Mm -hmm. I'm giving my energy to um, because I only get 365 days with this job, but I want to make an impact with this job. Um, So I've had to be very intentional. So right now I'm actually planning my school tour, my youth program tour, um, where I share my program, Ignite Your Sparkle, where I encourage young girls to dream beyond the walls of their obstacles and to realize that they are more than their circumstances. So I have this goal of reaching about 24 youth organizations and school organizations over the course of my year. Um, And now I gave myself about two months to just get acclimated to this new city, to just get acclimated uh, to this new life I'm living. But starting in September, I really want to hit the ground running with uh, my initiative and with my own program. But I also get to do really fun things like uh, about every other week or every two weeks, I get to attend a local and locals is how I got to go to Miss Indiana. So I won the local Miss Fort Wayne and the local Thanks to the Wabash. So now we are in local season for Miss Indiana 2024. So I get to go talk to the girls, watch them compete, encourage them. And about every other week or so, welcome a new girl into the Miss Indiana class of 2024. Wow. So it's super, super fun. Um, and it will all lead up to Miss Indiana next June. That is so exciting. I'm just, I'm so thrilled for you. And I thank you for taking the time to okay. chat with us today because I know you have a million things on your yes. schedule. Yeah, so I really appreciate your your taking the time. So now tell me about the power of mentoring. What what is that program? And then also ignite your sparkle. Talk a little bit more about those. So the power of mentoring is really connected to my life story and how I even got to believe that I could hold the title of Miss Indian or that I could be a nurse or that I could go to school and get my higher ed. Um, it all has to do with my mentors. So like I mentioned at the very beginning, I come from a single mom and I am the youngest of, of three kids. So the, the statistics and the odds stacked against me were very real. And I had mentors and youth organizations that I participated in that said, Sydney, you are more than, than your circumstances. That said, Sydney, you can change your narrative. You don't have to be what society says you will be coming from a single mom. Um, and so I just had people lift me up and I had a village of people behind me that showed me that I was truly more than my circumstances and showed me my potential, showed me my abilities and showed me what I could do. And at the age of like eight or nine, I was like, I'm probably going to want to end up doing this for young girls when I'm older. That's wonderful. And so 
luckily the Miss America opportunity gave me the platform Mm -hmm. to create something that could reach youth. And then the title of Miss Indiana extended my platform that I can now reach young girls across the state. So that's really what the power of mentoring is, just getting my message out there to young kids and being a mentor to them, no matter what that looks like. But then Ignite Your Sparkle ties into that. And it's the program that I created to kind of be the fuel behind power of mentoring. So we do um, activities like um, vision boards. We do, we wrote letters to ourselves that the girls will open a year from, um, the last time we did the letter to ourselves was about May 7th. So May 7th of 2024, I told my girls to open the letter so they wrote to themselves. Um, We did, we did uh, I am statements. I am powerful. I am strong. I am beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that to really show the girls um, that they can be their own kind of beautiful, that there's no mold that they have to fit into. Mm-hmm. And then that they are amazing just as they are and that they just need to tap into that no matter what their life looks like, no matter where they come from, no matter what they've experienced in their life. We all kind of have the same opportunities if we if we tell ourselves that we can. Um, society can't tell you anything. You are your strongest, you're your strongest um, enemy, but you also can be like your strongest hero. So that's what I teach the girls. That's wonderful, Sydney. That is fantastic. I mean, what what a nice, succinct uh, presentation you just gave, but it's, it is so true. It is so true. Yeah. And children need to believe, and not only children, but adults as well, need adults to believe too. that they can be successful and that they are okay. worthy, they are great, they are valuable. So that's yeah. fantastic. Congrats on your work in that area. So now tell us about the process actually getting to the Miss America pageant. What will be happening? When will that occur? Uh, what are the things that you need to do to prepare for that? I mean, that's really very exciting. It is so exciting. And I I'll keep telling people, I'll let you know when I know. I have no clue <laughs> when Miss America is. We've heard January, we've heard in a warm state. That's about as much information as I have. <laughs> Um, but next month, actually, I'm going to do my Miss America gown shopping. So um, one of the biggest pieces is my wardrobe, whether that be a yeah. talent outfit, whether that be an evening gown, whether, whether that be appearances for during the week at Miss America. But I'm very excited to be picking out my Miss America gown so soon. Yeah. I have no clue what I want. I always say I wasn't the girl that ever, tr- I never really saw myself on the Miss America stage. So I didn't have this vision or this dream of what my gown will look like. So I think me and my directors will be on that journey together. But aside from that, um, getting out into my community is a big part of preparing for Miss America because I can't say I want to be Miss America without having done any community service because think on each level, on the local level, there's community service. Mm -hmm. Then you win your state title, there's community service. But if you were to win Miss America, it's like you're doing community service across all of America. So one of the biggest ways I am preparing is making sure that I'm setting up my appearance schedules and making sure that I'm in my community being visible um, and just giving a helping hand where I can. Uh, Talent selections. That is always my, my like, to be honest, that's my least favorite thing is picking out a song. And I know like I am a singer, right? I've been singing my whole life. But something about picking out a song just gives me a little bit of a headache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of a headache. However, I always end up loving the talent competition when I'm there. Yeah. So it always ends up being worth it. Um, yeah. But yeah, going to locals, talking okay. to girls, just 
making sure that I am being a present Miss Indiana is a big part of preparing for Miss America. That's um, That's and not playing the comparison game. Yeah. There's a huge thing about like imposter syndrome, oh, yeah. comparing yourself to all the state title holders. So just always keeping in mind that I'm amazing just as I am mm -hmm. and that I would not have won Miss Indiana if I wasn't prepared to be Miss Indiana. That's right. Um, some of the things that really keep me in check as far as comparing and imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. And keeping your emotions under control. That's really, Absolutely. that's really, really important. Yeah. So uh -huh. that's wonderful. Well, you were saying that you, um, you know, don't like choosing your song and, and all of this kind of thing. You are a masterful performer on stage. It is just stunning. I mean, are there things on YouTube that people can go and, and see of your performances and your, um just your presentations i mean they're so good i don't think there is anything on youtube okay. i think everything kind of lives on my mother's facebook page to be honest <laughs> so, okay well i will check with your mom and see if it's okay maybe, that we share maybe, her facebook maybe i'll page. have her i bet all of her videos are set to like only friends and family can view maybe yeah. i'll have her change them to public yes so, that so if you search bridges on facebook you may not be able to see everything but you can see my miss america talent yes. performance or my miss indiana talent performance. that that would be fabulous yes mm -hmm. uh sydney's mother is paula bridges and we will put some information in the in the show notes if paula in fact allows us to to yes. uh, go to her her facebook page uh, but I'll she was, them. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, she was sending me stuff constantly. I mean, constantly during the pageant, sending me videos. And I'm like, oh my, I was so excited. So excited. I know one night during finals night, she um, was doing live posting of everything, every mm -hmm. one of my phases. She's so proud so. of you and, and rightfully so. I mean, my gosh, <laughs> you know, she's, she's done a wonderful job with you and your siblings. She's, she's a great mother, a great mother. Yeah yeah fantastic yeah well sydney is there anything else that you would like to share with us about your journey your personal journey your pageant journey or anything no i would like to say um like greta said greta was actually my vocal coach for two of my years at miss indiana um so and one of the years was the year that i got third in a row mm -hmm. so i i attribute a lot of what i've learned to greta although um, this past year, I just, with school and stuff, I ended up doing someone that was like five minutes away from mm -hmm. my university. Mm -hmm. Um, but Greta was amazing. I used to travel to her lake house yes. in, um, where yes. was it out? Mich it wasn't in Michigan, Michigan City. No, in Buchanan, Buchanan, Michigan. In Buchanan, in yes. Buchanan. And we would do prep sessions right before Miss Indiana. So yeah. I want to say thank you, Greta, for Absolutely. all you did feel on me and for keeping up with me and keeping in touch and, Absolutely. um, always being a fan. So Absolutely. a fan and a friend. I can I so. can see you dancing around my my living room and, and doing your choreography and all of your stuff. It was just what a thrill for me. So I am just I'm so proud of you and so happy for you. And and my fingers are crossed for you that you have a wonderful, wonderful year as Miss Indiana and, yeah. and that things go well for you with Miss America. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I also do want to say if anyone's interested in getting involved in the Miss Indiana organization you can contact me on my socials i will spell it out miss america i n so it'll look like miss american but okay. it's miss america i n you can dm me <laughs> and i'd love to talk to you about oh. getting involved in miss indiana or wherever your local competition takes place wonderful so. we will certainly put that in the show notes so people can can avail themselves of your information and and get to know you and follow you and and support you and encourage you <laughs> 
All right. Thank you. Oh, okay, Sydney, thank you so much. And we thank will so much, be Trevor. talking with you soon. All right. Yes, thank mm -hmm. you. Bye-bye. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. Good news, we're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.